And welcome in to the 1010XL.com podcast network. Ryan the Hacker Green with you. Joined this week by Dan Hicken, a little crossover, a little all things Gators and Gator Bites as always. This Gator podcast is brought to you by Southeast Orthopedic Specialist, the Northeast Florida's leading orthopedic center, providing an unparalleled level of care across numerous locations in both Jacksonville and St. Augustine. That includes Riverside, Northside, the Southside, the Beaches, Fleming Island, and St. John's. Mr. Hicken, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Hack. Thanks for having me. Uh, what a crazy time, a changing time, game-changing time in the world of college football. And uh, keeping our fingers crossed that somehow, some way, we can get some college ball in on Saturdays down here in the south while our friends to the west and the north may say, I have said about no thanks. Well, yeah, you know, and we'll get certainly to the SEC and, and what that may or may not look like. But real quick, Dan, I mean, your reaction earlier this week when you see the Big Ten and the Pac-12 uh, cancel football for the fall, to me, one of the biggest stories I've ever seen in my lifetime. What are your uh, your thoughts on it? Well, you're right. I mean, it's a huge deal, and it's so, so sad to me. Uh, I feel for the kids, the coaches the administration, the fans. Um, I have a lot of questions. Like, I'm not sure what the right and the wrong is in this situation, so I don't think it's fair to sit here and say, you know, what a bunch of, you know, idiots. But I do think that college football does lack some leadership. And I do think, you know, what I've seen from the NBA and what I've seen from hockey and what I've seen from the NFL going forward and what I've seen from even baseball trying to forge ahead. Now, understood professional sports, so there is a big difference. But I would, I, I just, I don't know. They've asked these kids for the last three months to do everything, to work out, to follow the protocols, to be on campus. And they all have done that. And then all of a sudden, here we are mid-August, and the only component missing is, I guess, you know, some hitting, some pra- that type of practice. And rather than try it, they just pull the rug from out under it. We have doctors. Each conference has its own set of expert doctors, and you can tell that all the expert doctors don't agree on everything, obviously. So it's, uh, it's listen, I, I hate it, obviously, as a fan. We all hate it. Um, and I, 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 I really have a lot of respect for how, Commissioner Sankey's been doing things in the Southeastern Conference hack because I think he's, you know, trying to be as patient as possible down to the last second. I think he's done it the right way, but what a what a mess! And listen, uh, long term ramifications, et cetera, et cetera, coming up for the uh, Big Ten, Pac twelve, and for college football for that matter. Don't you think? No, I do, Dan. There's no yeah. question about it. And look, you know, the the Big Ten and the Pac twelve they do their thing. The SEC. And the ACC appear to be moving ahead. The Big 12 was the question. And then earlier this week, uh, in fact, late on Tuesday night, it comes out the Big 12 plans to proceed. For Gator fans listening to this podcast, Dan, in your opinion, man, how vital was it for the Big 12 to kind of join up with the SEC and the ACC as of right now? Listen, Hack, I think this is going to sound sort of uh, snobbish of me, but in the world of college football, the SEC drives the boat, and I think if, you know, and I think the Big Ten thought everybody was going to jump in with them and try to play some sort of spring schedule, which seems 
ludicrous. I know you talk to uh, Matt Hayes a lot, college football expert, and I think he echoes those sentiments. Uh, uh, so I think really it wasn't vital. I'm glad they're they're going to try, and I want everybody to try and see if they can do it. I'm not. I'm just not sure. I tell you one thing though, Hack. It'll be interesting to see, and I hope they do studies of all the kids on the Big Ten and Pac-12 rosters and all the kids on the, say, SEC and ACC rosters and see if one side has more outbreak than another. Because I'm not so sure, you know, these guys, I mean, many of these kids, let's be honest, let's not, you know, I know they can't, you know, they, they want to hide from that student athlete. They want to embrace that student athlete deal, but so many of these kids go to college because they want to play football. And without football, uh, I don't know, many of them will probably go home, take their classes online. Who knows what's going to happen? I just think they would have been better off. I, I, I wish they would have, if they were that concerned, try to even create even more of a bubble, uh, separating separating the college football players maybe and the, the athletes from the students. And I know, well, you got to let the regular students. No, you don't. No, you don't. Not in special circumstances. So, um, I, I just think it's uh, – I'll be interested to see the studies and how it turns out. And like I said, I'm not, I don't want to sit here and say the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are making a mistake because I don't know. I mean, I'm not a doctor, and, and myocarditis is very real, and I, I don't want any, you know, I have a 15-year-old son who plays sports, and, and he's, you know, he wants to play high school football this fall, and I don't know if he's going to get that chance, and, but I, I'm certainly keeping an eye out on all these things, you know, as, as we go forward. I mean, it's, Crazy times, Hacker. He is Dan Hicken. I'm the Hacker Ryan Gray, and this is the Gator Podcast. A little crossover, all things Gators and Gator Bites. We're brought to you by Southeast Orthopedic Specialist. For the highest quality care, you can rely on Southeast Orthopedic Specialist for any orthopedic injury or concern. You can log on to their website by going to se-ortho.com, and you can listen to our good friend, the good Dr. Kevin Murphy, on Thursday mornings in the 7 o'clock hour with Jeff and Dan on 1010XL for his weekly analysis of injuries in sports. Dan, the disconnect yesterday to me was startling because you had the Big Ten and the Pac-12 canceling football on the same afternoon that South Carolina and their administration talked about needing and wanting to have fans in the stands at Williams-Brice Stadium this (laughs) year. So you got the Big Ten saying, nope, the Pac-12 following suit, and down here in SEC country, there was a campus and a university saying we might have fans in our seats this year. D- explain that disconnect because to me it was pretty big. Well, I understand. I understand that each conference commissioner has to do what's best for his conference. Okay, and I, I mean I get that. And listen, for me as a fan, if I'm playing, and, and I would love to see Florida and Florida State play this year. Okay, but if I get, you know, nine or ten football games. On Saturday, uh, I'll be thrilled. So I understand that, but I also think obviously you, disconnect is a perfect word, right? Heck, I mean, we need you know. And again, I mean, maybe there's got to be somebody above the five commissioners. They all answer to and majority rules and college football. I mean, this is like I said, this is game changing in so many ways. The coronavirus and 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 the student athletes and how things have gone and the Pac-12 guys writing, you know, 
making a stand with the with the commissioner. This this the way we play this game, the way that this game is governed is about to change, and it's going to change a lot over the next five years. I think everybody can sense that it's it's never going to be the same again. But I, and I don't know if the solution is as simple as you know one commissioner. I do know one thing. And I, I want your opinion on this. I've been railing against this for for years now, but. You know, how useless is the NCAA and their leadership? Right, they, they don't even listen to Mark Emmert. I mean, where, where? I mean, does it matter what he says or thinks? Well, I, I guess not. Here's the thing that's going to bother me, Dan, about the NCAA. And again, there's a lot of unknowns about this. But uh, take Sean Wade. Sean Wade's a perfect example. Right. From here in Jacksonville, projected mm-hmm. top ten, top fifteen pick at Ohio State, not able to play this year. Well, what if right. Sean Wade all of a sudden says, "Wait a minute." I want to play. I, I'm from Jacksonville. Maybe I want to transfer to Florida and play for Todd Grantham in that defense my final year in college. Mm-hmm. All the reports coming out to this point, Dan, in the last 24 hours are that the NCAA probably won't grant immediate waivers because yeah. of the potential spring league that the Big yeah. Ten is hoping to have. Sean yeah. Wade's not going to play in any spring league. So no. that's where the NCAA does hold power, and to me they hold too much power because if these kids want to play, they should be given the right to play. I saw an interview hacker with uh, Brian Green, and um, he had a great point, and this kind of follows along the Joe Burrow tweet that you saw this week. Brian Greasy was just a, a backup quarterback until his last year uh, at Michigan, and he went out and he won the job his senior year, and Michigan didn't lose the football game, and I think they were co-national champions, if I remember correctly. They won a national championship. I believe they beat uh, Washington State in the Rose Bowl, and and Brian Greasy ended up being like a fifth round pick, and ended up playing in the NFL and started for a couple of years. Lasted you know ten, fifteen years in the National Football League. He said, if this had happened to him this year, none of that, his whole life would be so different. Yeah. And then somebody more current, and you saw what Joe Burrow tweeted. So. You're right about Sean Wade, but Sean Wade, the good news for Sean Wade is at least he's still going to be a first-round pick. You know know what? Look at a guy like Gardner Minshew, Dan. I mean, look at what he did at Washington State his senior year. Correct. Correct. And look at at Burrow. Burrow, if he was drafted, would have been drafted in, you know, the fifth or sixth round, and maybe he wouldn't have had the confidence or the, you know, know, he needed that extra year as a starter in college. For these kids, those kids, those type of kids, and it filters down into the high school level. It's just, it's just uh, uh, so sad on so many levels. And those are the guys you feel most sorry for. I mean, look, I, you know, the coaches are still going to get their money, and I know they want to coach. I know that, but you know, the, these kids. There's so many different stories that, that we're going to miss on because there's going to be no football. And yeah, and the NCAA is not going to let kids leave. Or you know, I mean, Justin Fields has only played a year. Right. You know, I mean, he's going to be a first-round pick. He's got undeniable talent, but he still only played a year. I mean, I don't know. You know, The Rock fought the XFL. If I was The Rock, I'd be calling the NFL saying, how about we just make this a minor league deal and we'll take kids 18 to 24 who want to get paid and, and, and play, and we'll go we'll get after it here, you know? Wrapping things but. up on the 1010XL.com podcast network, today's Gator podcast is brought to you by our friends at Southeast Orthopedic Specialist, Northeast Florida's leading orthopedic center, providing an unparalleled level of care across numerous locations in both Jacksonville and St. Augustine. 
That includes Riverside, Northside, the Southside, the beaches, Fleming Island, and St. John's. Dan, before we get out of here, let's actually uh-huh. talk about some football-related okay. issues. How about that, right? Um, like that. The SEC came out late last week with a schedule that added yep. two conference games to every team. The thought was, or at least the rumor was, Florida was going to get the shaft because it was going to be Texas A&M and Alabama. That sure. turned out to be partly true. It is Texas A&M, but it's also Arkansas and Felipe Franks coming to Gainesville instead of the Crimson Tide. Your reaction to the Aggies and the Razorbacks being added to the Gator schedule? Oh, I feel sorry for Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Missouri and Arkansas uh, for that for matter. Florida, I think that's fair for Florida. I'm okay with it. Listen. I thought maybe um, I thought maybe CBS would have swung a little more influence and said, "Listen, you know we're losing a lot of a lot of games. I really like to see Florida and Alabama, wink, wink, you know, because that'd be a nice nice uh, rating piece, I think, for them." So uh, I was a little surprised that it didn't happen, to be honest with you. But you know, look, you got to play. You know, if you're playing a conference schedule, you're getting just about everybody, and obviously Florida might end up playing if, if they're good enough and things go and get through a season. They might end up playing Alabama in the SEC championship game if there is one. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm okay with it. I think it's fair. I'm not gonna, you know, you know, you gotta play, you know, the SEC man. You gotta, you know, you gotta come to play every Saturday. Be a little different this year, but you know, uh, it is what it is at this point. I've gotten over the fact that. Florida, they should never be playing Eastern Washington, New Mexico State, and South Alabama all in the same year, should they? Not in this day and age. No, no, they shouldn't, Dan, but I'll tell you the one issue I had with it. The SEC says it's okay for Florida to get on a plane and fly to College Station, and they can't get on a bus and go up 75 and over to 10 and play Florida State in Tallahassee. Yeah, that's true, and but that's, you know, that once they went all conference only, uh, that was going to be that was the way it's going to be, but yeah, I know that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, in, in terms of fairness, and certainly everybody, you know, we're, we're biased, but we're down here in our state. We're better than Florida State right now. And we want to get our third in a row against those guys. So. That's right. They caused us a lot of pain and agony over the last decade. Yeah. Hey, Dan, leave us with this, man. Ninety seconds to go. Dan Mullen and the Gators go down to Miami, get not one but two. Huge yes. recruits. Uh, Corey Collier is the top three safety in the country, top 100 national guy. And then a guy like Jason Marshall is in the top 50 overall talents in America, a defensive back as well. How big is that for Mullen to go into South Florida and get players of that caliber to both to commit to the Gators? Oh, I think it's huge because that's been the biggest criticism of him. And I thought he, you know, I think bringing in Brewster, Coach Brewster, was a big move for him. I really like what they're doing on the recruiting front. You know, a month ago they told me, they, all the experts told me Florida was going to go oh for the Palmetto Five. That's what they call those kids down there. There's five outstanding football players from Miami Palmetto High School. Uh, and, and, the, and the word was Florida wasn't going to get any of them. And listen, uh, uh, he, needs to, he needs to mine this state. Everything he needs is in this state. And if he can, if he can own this state while Miami and FSU are down, uh, he can do well. Now, look, Bama and Clemson and Georgia and LSU have worked their way in here and infiltrated. So uh, it, it, it's just as tough as it as it was back when you were competing against FSU and Miami. But for Dan Mullen for the here and now, I thought that was tremendous. I still think uh, 
Uh, it's not over yet. I still think there's there could be a, a one who flips, but keep an eye on that. And I think that uh, I think you know good things are happening for Mullen on the recruiting front. I think he's figuring it out as he goes along. He can get a top top ten class hacker, but you know, boy, the teams you play are one through five. You gotta you gotta kind of force your way into that top five, or you gotta get a you gotta get a, a Deshaun Watson a quarterback, and and then you can. Then he can still win, but yeah, I thought that was—I thought that's some of the biggest off-season news for Florida, coupled with the fact that you know they're breaking ground on some of their facilities and such. I think uh, I think good things are in the future. They got the right guy coaching them. Uh, I'm excited. I'm very excited. Dan Mullen appears to be the right guy. We know Dan Hicken is always the right guy on these Gator podcasts. Hey, Dan, thank you, my friend. We'll do it again soon. I enjoyed it. You have a great day.